Thank you for listening to this message from Resurrection Life Church in Granville, Michigan. Shalom. And it is a blessing to be here and to be back. Uh, the Lord is alive here. And it's such a great ministry. And uh, I am blessed to know your pastor, Dwayne, and all the staff. I don't know how Pastor Dwayne does it and with such grace, except I know how he does it. It's the, the Lord's hand. I am blessed to be here. And I want to just a few things before. First of all, uh, just a little taste. I... Um, do ask for prayer uh, to keep my family in prayer. When I travel around, that's, that's what I'm leaving. But you want to see my sons? That's uh, my five-year-old and three-year-old, Eliel and Diel. Eliel said to me uh, recently, he said, we want to surprise you. I had an idea. I was, we want to make the house look like a hotel so you can feel at home. <laughs> and recently I was praying over my wife who's, who's been sick and anointing her with oil, and uh, my son says, what are you doing, Dad? What's everybody doing? He said, well, you remember how Samuel anointed David? He said, oh, I get it. And then he said, Dad, he said, yeah. he said, is she going to become king? I said, not on my watch. <laughs> but uh, I appreciate your prayers. Now, at the, end to, at the end of this one, I'm going to give you the ironic blessing from the Bible. And also, only at this service, we've never, I'm going to show a little clip. On the day that the Supreme Court heard the case on marriage, I was called the next day to speak on Capitol Hill to members of Congress and leaders. And it was a prophetic moment. And we have like a clip about two minutes. We have not shown it except on this service. Now, there's, there, we're going to. There's so much to share um, in the time. I can only touch on some of the mysteries here. But in the books and the DVDs and everything has everything. Of course, they'll be available right after the service. Um, and uh, what we did for this service only is I signed the books beforehand, so there's a lot of them that are signed there. Um, let me just quickly tell you what they, the resources are. One is there are five. One is the Harbinger, which is this what was the beginning, started that all. Um, since it came out, there are things that have been coming true uh, continuously. It's taught, it's uh, been read by millions, but there's still a lot of people who haven't heard it. So if you know people who need that, secondly, or to know, secondly is what just came out uh, a little while back is the mystery of the Shemitah, which we're going to touch upon today, some of it, but there's, of course, much more. Um, the third is the Harbinger Companion. This has the most of getting deep into everything with charts and maps and studies and Bible studies and everything there. Uh, then the two last things are the DVD, The Harbinger Decoded, which is a DVD, it's an audio-visual explosion, literally, and really probably the fastest way to show people, but very powerful, you actually see the Harbingers come, come to pass there. And the last just came out last month is The Mystery of the Shemitah Unlocked, which also is an audio-visual explosion, very, very powerful. And the last thing is, um, well, and my, I'm not a promoter, my job is to get the word out. So what they're going to do is, afterwards, everything is $15, if you get three or more, it'll become $12 if you get the complete. They have sets out there or, or five or more. Everything will be $9. The point is to get it out um, and people who you think who would need to hear it. Last thing, for those who don't know, the ministry I represent is Hope of the World. The vision, the mission is to get the gospel out to the world and help the most needy um, and provide strength for God's people. So it's a source of all messages. The Harbinger was one of them. Uh, they give out free gifts and CDs and prophetic updates, teachings, all that. People ask how to get in touch to make it easy. At the book table, there's going to be some sheets. Just everyone who puts a contact will receive all the free gifts, the updates, prophetic things, mysteries, a lot of things. So that's all over there. To get in touch, just it's Hope of the World on the web. It's hopeoftheworld.org. Now let's pray. Father, we praise you today. And we thank you that we can gather in your presence, Lord, to hear from you. And Lord, I ask in my weakness, be strong in your power, in your strength, and have your way. 
And Lord, we, we ask you, Lord, you touch and speak in the name above every name, the name of Yeshua, Jesus, the Messiah. Amen. I want you to see this morning how great, how awesome God is, how exact the word of, of God is, how amazing it is, how it's touched every part of our life. I'm going to open up, touch on the mystery of the Shemitah, which is a revelation over 3,000 years old from the Bible, so big, so precise, it lies behind everything from the rise and fall of the economy, the rise and crashing of Wall Street, the rise of nations, the rise of America, what may be the fall, and even the key to global cataclysms from, from world wars to 9-11, and even end-time prophecy to the point where it gives exact timings, exact dates as well. I, I'm not about date setting. I don't want you to focus on that. God doesn't have to do anything, but I, I put dates in the book to be aware of it. Now, this has been affecting your lives from the time you were born, and I believe it will affect us in the days to come. First, to set the stage. What is the Shemitah? Every seventh day was a Sabbath day, but every seventh year was a Sabbath year called in Hebrew the Shemitah, a year of total rest for the land, no sowing, no reaping, no plowing, nothing, no buying or selling of the fruits of the land, to turn to God. And on the last day of the Shemitah or the Sabbath year, what happened was something unique. All debts were wiped out. All credits wiped out. The financial accounts of the nation are wiped clean on the day that is called Elul 29. On Elul 29, when the sun sets, everything is wiped out. Now this was to be a blessing. But when Israel turned away from God, the blessing turned into a sign of judgment. The Shemitah becomes a sign of judgment on a nation that has known God, turned away from God, driven him out of its life, and pursued gain ahead of God and idols, and it strikes the sustenance of that nation. It strikes the financial, economic realm, and more. God is saying the only blessings come from him. And in 586 B.C., the judgment of the Shemitah comes on Israel. That Israel, if you remember, was, was removed from the land. The land rested for 70 years. Why? The Bible says for the 70 Sabbaths or Shemitahs that it didn't observe. For the 490-year period, 70 years. Even the 77s of Daniel and the tribulation period is all linked to the Shemitah. Now, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So is it possible that this mystery could still be in effect or that God could use the biblical pattern and at times even to warn a nation in danger of judgment. Now remember, the Shemitah strikes the economic financial realm. And today, well, if something, there was an economic ceasing, it would be called a, a recession, a depression. If there was an, a financial wipeout, it would be a crash of Wall Street. Now listen, the last 40 years of our lives, 1973 onward, there have been five major long-term financial collapses. In other words, where the stock market reaches its peak and then begins a long-term collapse. The first began in 1973, the very same month when America legalized the killing of its unborn. The last was 2007, which was the global economic Great Recession. Now, there's something about it. The mystery of the Shemitah is a seven-year cycle. Well, if you look at the dates, something very interesting. Every single collapse happens according to a seven-year cycle from the one before, the one after. And even next piece of the puzzle, do any of them actually happen, not just seven-year cycle, but on the actual, actual appointed time of the Shemitah in the Bible for collapse or for release? The answer is yes. How many? 
Every single one of them happened according to the timing in the Bible. Every single one of them. Now, what happens if we look at the greatest long-term collapse, not just 40 years, but modern times? The phenomenon reappears of the Shemitah. Example, the top three greatest long-term crashes, every single one of them happens at the year of the Shemitah. Another example, 1937, the Shemitah begins, next day Wall Street collapses. And the mystery not only marks the time or the, or the year when it happens, but the actual time in the year when it happens. See, when the sunset on Elul 29 went down, everything's wiped out, that second, that moment, ushers in the month of Tishri in the Bible. So Tishri is the month where you have this manifestation of this wipeout. Well, here's the question. If we look at the greatest day crashes that can happen any day of the year, any of 52 weeks, do any of them happen around the time of the biblical Tishri? The answer is the majority of them, the majority happen not across the year, but right in this little sliver of time, and it's two and a half weeks. They, the majority happens on the Bible's calendar when at the time of Tishri. If you look at the greatest five point crashes in history, do any of them happen at the end of this seven-year cycle, at the end of the Shemitah, at that time of wipeout? The answer is every single one of them does. And this mystery or this phenomenon is actually increasing. It's actually growing. It's actually getting stronger the last two cycles, which we're going to get back to because I'm going to take this to where we are. But the mystery is so big, it's even bigger than that. It affects the rise and fall of nations. The word Shemitah can mean the release, but it can also mean the shaking, the fall, the collapse. Now there's a chapter I wrote called The Rise and Fall of Nations. We don't have time to get into it except to say this. The Shemitah has marked the times when the world itself has been shaken. The greatest shakings in world history. The First World War, the Second World War, the Cold War, even 9-11. I'll give you an example with, with World War II. The Shemitah comes to its end, seven-year cycle ends September, two, actually 1945, first week. That very same week, World War II comes to an end. And on the day that they have the victory procession, America, Russia, in Berlin, celebrate sealing the war on the very day. It's Elul 29, the end of the seven-year period. This mystery is linked to the rise of America as a superpower. Now remember, the word can mean shaking or collapse. 9-11, when did that happen? 9-11 happened in the year of the Shemitah. And not only that, it happened at the end, at the very climax, that climactic week of wipeout. And you think of the towers and it means collapse and fall. Now there's a mystery called in the book called The Mystery of the Towers. We also don't have time but to say this. There's a link in the Bible connecting the rise of towers to the rise of kingdoms. And here, when 140 years ago, America built the highest tower in the world for the first time on American soil. That at, Within one year, America became the strongest economic power on earth. But if the rise of a tower foretells the rise of power, then what does the fall of towers speak of? Now that brings us to a phenomenon of the Shemitah, the last two cycles where it's been increasing. You want to see how real God is, how amazing the Bible is. The two greatest shakings in this century so far have been 9-11 and the great global collapse, the economy, great recession. The first shaking happened in 2001. The second shaking happened in 2008. That's a seven-year cycle. 
the, the, the collapse of the economy happened in the month of September. That's seven years to the month of 9-11. It happened the second week of September. That's seven years to the week of 9-11. In fact, America was commemorating 9-11, seventh anniversary, when on Wall Street, the second shaking was being set in motion that day. And then comes the climax where they gather in the New York Stock Exchange. They take the gavel, ring the bell, except that morning a strange thing happened. The bell refused to ring. Even Wall Street took it as a sign that day comes the greatest wipeout crash in Wall Street world history to this day, September 29th, 2008. That day, but on the biblical calendar, that greatest collapse ever happened on the day that God appointed in the Bible, the day of the Shemitah, Elul 29, down to the, to the hours of or the ordaining of the Bible, the greatest wipeout, the day that is actually ordained to wipe out the financial realm. And the mystery says that if you go back seven years, there should be something else. You go back seven years when that crash takes you to September 2001. That's 9-11. But also it's the same time of the greatest other crash up to that date in world history, which was September 17. Now that's about seven years, give or take two weeks. But on the biblical calendar, strip away the Western calendar, on the Bible's calendar, the other greatest collapse happened on the exact same day of the Shemitah Elul 29 that God appointed, which can become a sign of judgment or warning a nation that has turned away from God. And according to the mystery, the collapses are seven years apart. Well, how far apart are those, those two crashes? They are exactly seven Hebrew biblical years apart, down to the day, down to the hour, down to the minute, down to the second, down to the closing bell. Nobody has ever predicted a crash years before to the exact day except the Bible. Not once, but twice. No human hand could do it. What the warning of the Shemitah says is this. The blessings of God, the blessings of any nation, the blessings of America do not come from America. They come from God himself. And without God, you cannot drive God out and mock God and war against God and expect those blessings to remain. Now, is it possible, let's go even further, that this mystery actually opens up end time prophecy that has actually ordained the exact time parameters in which end time events take place. Near the end of the book, I put something called the mystery of the seventh Shemitah. What's that? That is this. Every seventh year was the Sabbath year, the Shemitah. But every seventh Shemitah was a year, the seventh Shemitah ushers in a super Shemitah called the Jubilee. So you have the 49 years and then it ushers in the 50th year and the Jubilee, amazing things happen. If you had lost your land, lost your home, lost your ancestral possession, your father's possession, on the year of the Jubilee, it says everybody shall return home. Whatever you lost, it was restored to you. Whatever you messed up in, it came back to you. You came home to your land, to your possession. Now, here it is. We don't know when the biblical Jubilee is. We have no records. We do know when the Shemitah is. So here's the, the Shemitah actually opens up the key here or opens up the door. The Jubilee is the 50th year, seven Shemitah is the 49th year. So we know the Jubilee must come, here's the key, on the year after the Shemitah. Now let's take it into the realm of end time prophecy. We know that Messiah cannot come again until the Jewish people come back to the land of Israel. 2,000 years ago, they were driven out. They lost their land. They lost their home. They lost their possession, their ancestral land. That's what you lose that gets restored in the Jubilee. So if they're going to come back home, it's a prophetic Jubilee restoration. 
Now, here it is. Here, could the mystery of the Shemitah actually give us the exact time? The answer is an amazing yes. Now, we don't have time to go into all the detail, but to say this. 1917 is the year of the Shemitah. Great global shaking, World War I, kingdoms collapsing, falling. But the year following would be that prophetic, or could be that prophetic period of the Jubilee Restoration. So here it is. What, what is that year parameter ordained? It is this, September 1917 to September 1918. Did anything prophetic take place linked to the restoring of Israel? A revival had happened in Britain causing many people to love Israel and the Jewish people. A little, a little British boy went to bed every night ending his prayers with, Lord, restore your ancient people to their homeland. Now the land of Israel was in the hands of the Islamic Ottoman Empire. They had it for 400 years. There's no way they're going to let the Jewish people have a homeland. But because of that great shaking, the Ottoman Empire begins to collapse after 400 years. And the British army, under General Edmund Allenby, makes its way to the Middle East, to Jerusalem. They get to Jerusalem, and they find that the, their enemies have fled. It turned out that the Turkish soldiers, they heard the name Allenby, and they mistook it for Allah Navi, the prophet of Allah, who was going to come to judge them, and they took off. <laughs> Allenby approached Jerusalem with a Bible. That was his strategy. And when he got there, what happened is now the land after 2,000 years was finally in the hands of a power that looked with compassion on the Jewish people first time. And, the, and, and Allenby was the little English boy who prayed every night, God restore your people to their land. God re answered the little boy's prayer through the little boy himself. And now the Jewish people are returning to the land with, to, to become a homeland. It is, their, it is jubilee. Everyone shall return to their possession, to their ancestral land. Now that, you've got that. And it happened all that when the British Empire issued the Balfour Declaration, November 1917. That is right in the parameters of the, the appointed time by the seven Shemitah, restoration, jubilee. Well, what happens now if we go forward in time and seek for the next seventh Shemitah? Where will it take us? It'll take us to the 1960s. And the appointed time by the mystery will be September 1966 to September 1967. Did anything significant happen in those parameters? Israel is drawn into the Six-Day War. In June 7, 1967, Israeli soldiers enter through the Lion's Gate for the first time in 2,000 years. Israeli soldiers in their holy city, they make their way to the Temple Mount. They get to the wall. They break down and weep and pray. And according to the Jubilee, what happens with the Jubilee is that it says, you shall sound the shofar in the Lamb. At that moment, a shofar is sounded at the wall and the, the jubilee, and the man who sounds it is the military chaplain, Rabbi Shlomo Gurem, the most famous uh, blowing of the shofar in modern times. Well, who, well Rabbi Shlomo Gurem was born in the year 1917, the other jubilee. It, he's 50 years old. It's his jubilee, and he sounds the jubilee, and Israel is restored to its ancient land, Jerusalem. Now that's enough. I could go home and be satisfied right now. It doesn't have to continue. It could be that God just did that those two times. That's fine. We're not setting dates. But theoretically, what is the next, the next seventh Shemitah? If you count forward from there, it takes you to the year 2015. 
which is now a Shemitah we are in, and it's the seventh Shemitah, which means the prophetic period begins at the end, 2015 September, to 2016 September. That's the period. Now, does God have to do anything? No, you can't put God in a box. Put God in a box, he'll get out. But could it be, well, if it followed that, the cycles, what happened last time, it would be number one, a war. Number two, a war in the Middle East that affects the land of Israel and the Jewish people. Number three, or actually, actually a war that ends up bringing about an end time prophetic restoration. That is just one of the mysteries, but that is concerning the end times. Now, we are watching not one sign, but many signs converging. The harbingers are continuing. We don't have a chance to go into that, but the Shemitah is here. The rift between America and Israel now. America has been blessed. God said, I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. Why has America been so blessed? America has been the greatest blesser of Israel. But that is changing now. Recently, the administration said, we are going to reassess our relationship with Israel. And we may abandon Israel in the United Nations. Well, what God says, if you do this to Israel, if you abandon it, what shall happen to America? If you put Israel in danger, what will happen to America? We are watching at the same time America descend from God at a speed we have never seen in our lifetime. The Shemitah means the fall. The very, this, you know, we are gonna, I'm gonna tell you where we are right now. We are right now in the midst of the Shemitah. The pattern of the Shemitah is that, again, nothing has to happen. It doesn't have to happen every cycle, but if it does, the pattern is it doesn't generally happen at the beginning, but at the end of that climactic wipeout Elul 29 time area. So on the last, but on the last Shemitah, on the opening day, 2007, there was a foreshadow of what would happen at the end, the great collapse. Well, could there have been a sign or foreshadow at the beginning of this Shemitah? That could be of what lies ahead. Well, the Shemitah can mean fall, remember. And I've warned since the harbinger that if we do not return, if America does not come back to God, that the crown that America wears as the head of nations will be removed. Now, the very first week of the Shemitah, it came out that America's crown was removed as the number one strongest nuclear power on earth that passed to Russia. Um, the American age began when America supplanted the British Empire and became the strongest economic power on earth, that was 140 years ago. That's how long this age has been. But in the second week of the Shemitah, that age, the American age, that age came to an end. America was dethroned as the strongest economic power. The crown passed to, you can guess it, China. Now, now if that was the only thing that happened in the Shemitah, that is gigantic for the future, gigantic. Now, how does judgment come on a nation? In the Bible, it can come through pestilence or plague. The day that the first manifestation of Ebola came in America was September 25th, 2014. September 25th was the very opening day of the Shemitah. Judgment can come through natural disaster shaking. Uh, earthquake struck American soil over six on the Richter scale, on September 25th, the opening day of the Shemitah, same day. The stock market suddenly started to reel violently, continued for one month, 
started at the end of the Shemitah, or the end of the September, the first week, the opening week of the Shemitah, the greatest crash of that week was September 25th, the opening day. There is another kind of fall. You know, the first weeks of the Shemitah, the Supreme Court decided they were not going to defend the biblical or historic definition of marriage. What that caused was a chain reaction across the greatest moral transformation we have seen. What happened is the numbers of states that had ended the biblical definition of marriage went from a minority in the teens to the majority where there are only 13 left. And this very month, this very month, the Supreme Court will decide the future of marriage. And if, it go, if they strike down the biblical definition of marriage, that will be a watershed that we have crossed, that this nation has crossed towards judgment. And not only that, but when they, when they asked the, the attorney for the White House, the Supreme Court said, well, well if this happens, what will, you, will, you, will you go after all the religious schools? And the, the attorney for the White House didn't say, no, no, of course not. He said, that will be an issue. In other words, what, what is in store is persecution, the stripping of every religious school of its tax exemption if they don't go along with this moral apostasy. Ultimately, every ministry, ultimately, every church, we need to be ready. Are you ready to stand for God in persecution? We are at the, this time, this day. Now I'm going to share something I don't often do. The very first economic cycle in the Bible is this. It's not in the book because it happened after. But the, this one was the, the cycle of seven years of abundance and then famine in Egypt. And that's seven-year cycle again. God warned Egypt by giving a dream to Pharaoh that Joseph interpreted and what was the dream? It was seven fat cows that represent seven years of abundance. Every cow represents a year. The seventh cow, the seventh year, the change from abundance to famine. Then come seven evil or lean cows that represent seven years of famine. Now that, the seventh cow, cow number seven, that is the key, that's the changeover, that's kind of linked to the, like a, the Shemitah, is the change from abundance to famine. Could God have actually sent a sign to America that actually was a warning? Could it be? Well, listen to this. The, on, the Associated Press, not a Christian organization, carried an image that it sent forth to the, through the newswires across the country to America, and I want you to see the image. You can show image number one. That is a cow born with a number seven on its head. Cow number seven, when did it go forth to America? The AP sent it to America on September 25th, the opening day of the Shemitah, the seventh year. In Pharaoh's dream, there was two sets of cows, of seven cows and two seventh cows, a different kinds of cow. Well, I'm sharing this and a, and a farmer watches me and says, wait a minute, wait a minute, something happened. And then he reveals this to us. I want you to see the second picture. Another cow born with a number seven on its head. Now, and when was it born? He looked at his record. It was born September 25th, the very same opening day of the Shemitah. Now, I believe a great shaking is coming to America and to the world. You can't mock God. And this shaking will affect the financial realm, the economic realm, and more than that. Does it have to take place in the Shemitah or at the end of the Shemitah or September? No, God doesn't have to do anything. He does, nothing more has to happen. We don't put our faith in dates. We put our faith in God. But it could, it could be totally uneventful the days ahead. But the other caution is it could happen at that time. doesn't have to. I believe either way it's going to come. It's happening. 
But when is the climax of the Shemitah? In three months, it will be September. That is the climax. The second week of September will be that wipeout time. It will take place that day, Elul 29 will take place on a Sunday. Stock market's not open. But the last day that the stock market is open, the, the number that will enter into that wipeout period will be, that date of the last day will be 9-11. Interesting. There'll be one more solar eclipse. The sun will be darkened when? On Elul 29, the wipeout day. The last time the sun was darkened on Elul 29 of the Shemitah, this is once in seven years, was 1987, which ushered in a collapse, the greatest day collapse, Black Monday. Now, they, now I told you about the prophetic jubilee. That will also begin this September, a few day, about 10 days later, and go for a year. Again, God doesn't have to do anything, but I would also be ready at the same time. And either way, I believe this shaking is coming. Whenever it comes, it's coming. But be ready. Now, how do you prepare for a time of calamity or shaking in a nation? Speaking for myself... I'm, I financially, I would go for safety. I would, put not, I would not put much stock concerning the stock market. I wouldn't trust any system. I'm not a survivalist. I'm a revivalist. I believe we are not here to survive. We're here to bless. But I believe it's a wise thing to have essentials on hand, whatever you need in a, to get you through a time of crisis. And worst case scenario, if there's no worst case scenario, you can eat your investment. Beyond all that, what is the safest place to be in days of judgment? A lot of people would say Midwest, like Grand Rapids, you know, you know, where should you go? Some people, you know, the same, I'll tell you, you know, is it New Jersey where I am? I doubt it. I wouldn't recommend that. But the safest place, I'm going to tell you what it is, the safest place to be is the will of God. Get your life in the will of God and you won't have to fear. The most important thing you can do, people, is to be in the will of God. Whatever is in your life, if there's something that should not be in your life of a saint, the time is now to get it out. Don't say tomorrow. Don't say I'll do it later. Rule it out today. Even take the first step today before you go to bed. Whatever that is. And whatever is not in your life that God is calling for your life, you know he's calling you to a higher level. For more information about Res Life, please visit our website at reslife.org. If you have questions about Res Life or would like directions to visit us, please feel free to call 616-534-4923.